0: We are not public speakers. No, we are but we're not, not supposed to tell you that. But, yeah, we are, but, gonna, but
1: We are glad you guys are here. Yes, we are. And we're going to talk about relationships and conflict and how God has, used, God has used our story, our relationship, the conflict, or the lack of understanding how to deal with it to shape each of our relationships with God and with each other. We're Chris and Charlie Pilger. We've been at Northridge for about seven years now. Uh, leading communi- community groups here for six years, and uh, we were leading groups at 10 years at our previous church. Been married 43 years. Uh, the first 30 were just a ton of work and not knowing how to deal with the conflict that's in all of our relationships. And But the last 13 have been the best of our lives, of course. So, so
0: relationships, there's all kinds of them. It starts with our parents. We watch you know, we watch them as we grow up and we see how they handle um, conflicts and we think that that's the way that we should be handling it. But that's not always the case. Then we have relationships with our friends and our siblings, our extended family, our teachers, our coaches. Then we get married. We have a relationship there with our employers or our fellow employees. Then we accept Christ, and we start a relationship with Him, and then we have our church family that we have relationships. And in all of these, conflict. There is some conflict, or many of those relationships might have conflict. And unresolved conflict is very damaging. So we're going to share about just how, how we kind of, our relationship has gone through that.
1: Yeah, so... Uh... That's my family. You pick me out in there?
0: In the, in the right. South, yeah.
1: That's right, with the cool paisley shirt, yes. With the flashy shirt. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my coolest shirts back then. I was probably 13 years old or something. I had three brothers, two sisters. Um, yeah, I was the second of six, and mom was a stay-at-home mom. Both my parents liked to drink and mom uh she was like a protector so she took uh a lot of what my dad dad was an angry guy he was an angry drinker he had just a whole bunch of issues that he never dealt with and uh and mom like just took a lot of that stuff for us to protect us and uh he was a disciplinarian he was a navy guy you couldn't tell him he was wrong about anything Uh, There was no talking things out with dad. So if I had an issue with them, man, I just better keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. By the time I got to middle school, man, I had such animosity toward him that I didn't didn't want to deal with him at all. I wanted to go my own way. And they fought so often, never saw conflict resolved. They had conflict, plenty of it, but none of it got resolved because dad was always right. So there was no talking. And this is how I learned to not resolve conflict.
0: So, in my home, I was the oldest of three. Where's my cute picture? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom went to work when I was nine. She went to work full-time, so I kind of took on her role in the house. And my parents had a bad marriage. I knew that from the time I was young. Um, lots of harsh words, arguing, silence, blaming each other over stuff, ignoring it, and then acting like everything was fine. Well, that conflict that was never resolved really gave me anxiety as a kid. And as a 12-year-old, being put in the middle of my parents' relationship because they didn't want to deal with each other. And they had, they had a lot of conflict. I wasn't equipped at that age to deal with their problems, but I was the oldest. So I took on the role of protector for my siblings, peacemaker between my parents, and grew up thinking I had to do everything I could to make everybody happy. And I thought I was pretty good at it. But it made me grow up too fast and into a very independent, confident, prideful person who wanted to control things. My relationship with my father was something I really longed for, but that was never reciprocated. I was just somebody he used to get what he wanted. Because of that relationship, it caused me not to trust men. This is how I learned not to resolve, how not to resolve.
1: So we met the day before. I had an interview at Kodak, started my job that I just retired from Thursday. I I got the job. I got the girl. We dated, and while I was working, uh, I met a guy who told me about Christ. Uh, I knew about Jesus' death and resurrection from attending church as a kid, but my friend Ron at work asked me if I knew where I was going to go if I were to die that night. And I thought I was okay because I went to church every Sunday and I never hurt anybody too badly he then told me what the Bible said and what it said about Jesus and one night like I don't know I don't remember how long this guy witnessed to me maybe a a few weeks uh, I received Christ as my Savior in my bedroom all alone at night and uh, I got to work the next day and I told Ron about it and he was this Alabama guy I told him I got saved. He goes, praise the Lord. Who led you to the Lord? And I said, you did. And oh, okay. So he thought I'd gone to some church thing or something, I guess. But, you know, we don't realize the impact that we can have on people just by being kind and patient with each other. And uh, my relationship with Ron, Ron was important. He entered the conflict with me. He wasn't afraid to talk about things that we obviously didn't see eye to eye on at first. But his approach was inviting, not threatening, or judgmental.
0: So this happened Charlie giving his life to Christ the same week that we got engaged. So I thought it was just a phase, and once we got married, I could change. But.
1: (laughs) I was that confident. Yeah, that was my very
0: confident. Yeah. But anyway, um, after he began like reading his Bible and learning more about what it said, he started having some doubts about
1: us getting married. Yeah, I was reading and being told about being unequally yoked. Uh, I suggested we postpone the wedding and that caused obviously this big conflict between us. And another reason for Chris not to trust men, <clears throat> because she took this as quite a rejection of her. And so our families were upset, there was lots of conflict and we didn't handle it, especially me. <laughs> And there we are.
0: So, do we look clueless?
1: Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were like... Clueless.com. Young.
0: Anyway, we ended up getting married probably for not the right reasons, like, just to get out of the house. But certainly to avoid conflict, because we had it in our homes, and we thought, okay, well, if we get
1: married... We won't have it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we thought. And Charlie, Charlie, like, now that he wasn't
0: living at home, he could do lots of church stuff. So he did Bible study and church Sunday night and Wednesday night and Sunday morning and men's breakfast and he was still men's Bible study and he was still playing all the sports that he wanted to and doing everything that he wanted to do and not spending time with me, which caused some conflict. I was feeling like he was putting God and church and himself before me and I really wanted to be his priority.
1: Yeah, and all that was true. Uh, Fast forward a few years we had our first two sons and the conflict over religion came up this time about baptizing our kids Uh, Chris's Italian Catholic family expected them to be baptized in the Catholic Church, and I was struggling with doing it at all Uh, so uh, Our first son, we did we to avoid conflict we baptized the first one But the second one she said, you know, I know how you feel We don't have to baptize Danny and so We weren't going to, but there was a big blow up about that. And so uh, I asked him, I had had a conversation with her dad one night and he asked me about it. And he said, no, we're not. I said, we're not doing that. And now I should have just left it at that. But I said, that's okay with you, isn't it? (laughs) Stupid question. (laughs) No, it's not, he says. To me, he's going to hell. And I was so insensitive about it. I didn't know how to, I thought it was an opportunity for me to preach and i just told them they were going to hell and like stupid right um i didn't know about the fruit of the spirit being kind and gentle and i was a christian for four years here at this point five years going to church learning the bible but not growing not applying it to my life Um, my attitude and actions did nothing to christ to me or to christ and to want to know anything about what i believed
0: so, we had two kids at this time, they were three and one, and um, I was pretty unhappy in the marriage, so I wanted to leave. So I called my parents, well my mother, and she's like, nope, you made your bed, you lie in it now. And I'm like, okay, I have no job, I have no money, I have no anything, no place to go, so I guess I'm gonna stay in this. but." Um, it got really bad one day, and I called Charlie's father because I wanted him to talk to Charlie about what was going on. Um, instead, he called Charlie at work.
1: Yeah, so I got the call, and actually, she was on the phone, and she was crying so hard I couldn't understand what she was saying. She wasn't saying anything; she was just crying. And my father grabbed the phone and said, "You better get home." She's ready to leave, and so I got there, and I just wanted to give her a hug, and everything was going to be okay. You know, I was going to. Saved the day, and she didn't want anything to do with me. She, we just walked around the dining room table a couple times, and we finally ended up at opposite ends of the table. And my father's in the middle, and he says, whatever you guys decide, these two are going to have to live with what you decide, so figure this out. And he left. And I just said, what do I need to do for you to stay?
0: So Charlie gave up going to church for about 18 months, and life just went on. I, I knew that he was still like listening to the radio and, you know, reading his Bible and stuff, but we were busy with two kids, and he worked trick work at the time, and then um, we thought we'd have another child, so we tried that, and for about a year, and nothing worked, so we had a garage sale, and I sold all my stuff, and then God's wonderful providence, (laughs) the next week I found out I was expecting, so I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll have a girl this time. Nope. Nope, not a little boy. Not a boy. Yep, that's
1: okay. <laughs> so we had our third son in our ninth year of marriage. We both felt committed to our marriage. We were getting better at just being okay with conflict not getting resolved. I guess mm-hmm. you know we just we dealt conflict. Same things would come up, but nothing was getting resolved still.
0: But we and, could fight really good.
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah. We fought good, but we made up well, and we had fun. So there was God was doing something to keep us together.
2: Yeah, we did. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: And Chris's parents separated, and there was lots of conflict there, and they put Chris in the middle of it, and they got divorced a few years later, and there were still hard times for us, but God gave us so many good times together, and we had fun, like I said. Life was really hard for Chris, though, and I didn't know how to help her.
0: So during this time, um, I had started to soften. It was very weird, God, working on me. I didn't realize what was going on, but um, I would go to church with him once in a while like, I'd be like, I'll come and help you with the boys but really, I just wanted me and him and the boys to go as a family my motives weren't really pure um, and at that during this time, Charlie had stopped trying to force me to change and he had, God was working on him and he began to pray for me um, I didn't realize that God was working on me too though.
1: yeah, and so I can remember some things that God really spoke to me about. One Sunday I was pulling into the driveway and I was praying after church on a Sunday and I was praying that Chris would be in a good mood. You know, Okay, that's a pretty good prayer, right? But God told me, no, that's not the right prayer to be praying right now. Because you love her, no matter what kind of mood she was in. I just felt that so strongly. Such conviction. Another time I felt God's faithfulness and convicted me of my sin was during an argument that we were having and I had an angry outburst and I punch the counter or slammed a cupboard door or something, and just I felt the Holy Spirit just telling me, this is not gentle. And I know gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. It's one of the spiritual fruit. And it was lacking in me. And I was learning the Bible. I wasn't applying it, and God was working on me. So being raised with a dad like mine, emotions were not shown or discussed. So I didn't know how to identify him even. And when I did show emotion, uh, I was disciplined for it in my home. And one thing that was a huge help was when I finally realized that I was actually a pretty emotional guy. Uh, I just didn't know it was okay. And so through scripture, the Holy Spirit was working on me, revealing me in me my lack of patience, gentleness, revealing my irritability. Uh, but I was beginning to see my sinful blind spots. And Chris was helping to point them out as well. And I began asking God to change those things in me. And God was faithful to answer those prayers. Uh, and then I, had, of course, I had to go to Chris and ask for forgiveness, admit my sin.
0: Yeah, that was some. Um, that was a really interesting time in our relationship because I was seeing these changes in him, and uh, at that same time, our boys had started going to a youth group with some friends of theirs. And I never really liked the church Charlie went to because the couple times I went, the women would say like, "So nice to see you with your husband," and I'd be like. Okay, what is that? You know, I really felt judged, and I, I yeah, it was not really good. So um, we started, I said, hey, I'll take the boys to the other church while well, God was working on his heart. And he said, no, we'll, we'll all go there. And um, I met some really nice ladies, <laughs> nice godly Christian ladies that just loved me for who I was. They didn't. They weren't judging me. It was very... It was very different than what I had felt. And I had suffered lots of anxiety and was diagnosed with clinical depression. Um, But at that church, I had gone to some Christian counseling and started to find some healing. And after four years, um, I finally had come to a point where I could forgive my parents for the way that they had raised me because they did the best they could based on their own upbringing. So we were both broken people, but I was seeing things in him that I really liked. I was like, hmm, he had a peace that I didn't understand, no matter how, what was going on, he was so peaceful. He was kind when I was really, really mean to him. He had patience with my moods and emotions, and he was always willing to answer my questions or talk to me about if I asked him anything about God. Um, This was, we were married 20 years. And, Pretty close. Yeah, almost yes. 20 years. So I was really at a point where I was really broken and sad and hurting. And one, one night in our basement, I finally set my pride aside, admitted I was a sinner who needed Christ, and asked uh, God to be the Lord of my life. So I did think that once I became Christian, everything would just magically be okay, and there would never be any problem. <laughs> and that wasn't really how it went. One of the one of the big things that really helped me, though, was I went to um, something called community Bible study, and I did that for twelve years and was leader in leadership for nine, and it was a huge part of my spiritual growth. Yeah. God just used that so much in my life.
1: And we still had lots of conflict, but because we were committed to our marriage, we dealt with it the best we could with the limited tools we had. We were gaining some small things. You know, we were learning about Christ's forgiveness and trying to. You know think about how to love one another through these difficult times but we didn't always do it the best way either we had a conflict but not much of it got not much of it still got resolved i think we're like a lot of people who struggle in their relationships because we try our best to minimize the conflict or just avoid it right? and then in 2010 we we're going through some hard stuff in our family and we go into a a weekend to remember a family life weekend to remember uh, it was in downtown Rochester, and that was a turning point for us. From Friday night through Sunday, there were opportunities for us to talk about things we hadn't discussed before.
0: Yeah, during that weekend, they talked about oneness, and neither one of us had ever really heard that or understood what it was. And, but God had brought us to a place in our relationships, in our relationship, where we were ready to hear that. And we were able to talk about it and wanted to work toward that, especially when we were in conflict.
1: Yeah, and when we were there, we purchased a DVD series called The Art of Marriage that they'd shown clips of. When we got it, we went home and watched the first two clips, and we were amazed at how much information that we were getting, and especially in understanding marriage, God's plan for marriage, and how sin just has caused major problems in it. Uh, helping understanding that conflict is common in every relationship, uh, we learned to communicate better as we dealt. After we went through the art of marriage many times, we've learned to communicate better, uh, and it's you know we've shared the art of marriage with many couples many times, and we get to remember and get refreshed and still learn and grow in our understanding of how conflict happens, why it happens, and how to deal with it when it does. After we went through that uh, many times, we were talking one day, and we were having a hard conversation. I told her, I said, you are not. You don't trust me, and uh, I was really hurt by that, and I, and I was learning how to tell her, you know. I, I didn't have to be the man and not say I'm hurt, you know. I could say, man, that hurts, and uh, I'll always remember that conversation, and do you remember what your response was?
0: I said, I don't trust any, any man, that shouldn't surprise you. Yeah,
1: I don't trust you, I don't trust any man, that shouldn't surprise you. That was a light bulb moment for me, because it helped to understand where she's coming from. I just had this thing where her past didn't mean anything, it was us now, and so so that was really God just opening my eyes to something really important about her and about us, um, 1 Corinthians 13 says that love believes all things. There's got to be trust for us to believe the best in the other person. That might also mean that we give the benefit of the doubt in times when we're not sure that the other person has the best interest in mind. But we can trust God that he always does.
0: So once I heard myself say that, I realized that I really had to work through my hurt heart to trust God. The relationship with my father had caused me to not trust men. And even though I trusted Christ, which took a really long time, and I now understand why it did, um, I still had a hard time trusting Charlie. My distrust in men was so deep that I had to ask God to help me love Charlie enough to trust him, and that as I learned more about Christ and his nature, that he was perfect and would never let me down, it helped me to start on the road of trusting. In obedience to God and with his help, I began to trust Charlie more, even when, with things we disagreed on because I can trust God to help us through those times.
1: Yeah, and it's been a huge encouragement to me, too, knowing where she's come from and what she's been through. I'm thankful that she's starting to trust me more, and it's still going on. It's a process, but she's doing really well, and this is where our ultimate uh, trust needs to be in God. So we're both learning that as well. So
0: we are a testimony of God's grace, provision, and faithfulness to us as we celebrate all he's blessed us with we don't we didn't do many vacations when our kids were young we just couldn't afford to do that but um my dream was when we were married 40 years i wanted to take the whole family on a vacation so um three years ago it, it happened we went to disney world this is in disney world for a week and then we went to a beach house for a week and it was it was a dream come true for me it was so so fun and then Want to show the next one? Then this one is was um, two months ago when we were all together in Rochester. And uh, we don't get to do that very often, but it's just wonderful when we do We're so thankful to God that he helped us work through some really hard times um, to bring us to where we are today. And as we wrap up, we want, to, we want you to remember that our relationships with others can point us to Christ. Mm-hmm. These points aren't just for marriage relationships, but they can be applied to all relationships, including our community groups.
1: Yeah, so hopefully you've noticed that a recurring theme was, was conflict and our lack of knowing how to resolve it. And I think we are, a lot like a lot of people in this area, hardly any of us love to run toward conflict but it's everywhere. Neither of our families knew how to deal with it very well. And, you know, we didn't, we never saw it. Um, So, but the art of marriage, just us going through it and seeing how it just continues to show us, you know, the fact that, you know, like we have to zero in on why we're having conflict. And the number one thing we want to leave you guys with, there's, there's four points that we've really learned, and there's many points, but we've, just gonna, we've picked out four points, and that one is personal responsibility and conflict. James 4.1 says, What causes fights and what causes quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? When we have fights and quarrels with one another, we have to take responsibility for our part of it. Uh, we have to ask God what I can do to help the situation. His answer might be to listen and understand more than trying to convince someone I'm right. So listen for what God might be saying through the other person. I know there's this, this other light bulb moment for me happened one day when God, God says, hey, you know, you're really ticked off at her right now. And she's like being pretty tough on you, maybe even sinfully tough. But she's, there's something there. Listen for it, right? Listen for what God might be saying through the other person to speak into my bad behaviors. Don't let insecurities make you think they're saying you're a bad person. And that's another thing that I was doing. I was insecure and oh, she doesn't like what I'm doing, I'm a bad person, you know, and I'm just getting all defensive, right? But uh, God's just using them to help me deal with the sin in my life. Maybe a blind spot. I won't see it. We need the gospel for more than our eternal securities, right?
0: And as community group leaders, we encounter conflict in our groups, whether it's a group member having a problem with the spouse or another group member, or maybe it's even your co-leaders. Remember that all communication is on two levels content and relation. Truth is the content, love love has to do with the relationship. If you're dealing with a group member or coaching someone who has an issue with another, remember Ephesians 4.15. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Our community group people all come from different places, so don't expect them to want to deal with conflict or know how to do it well, or even deal with it the way you do. This has been a particular area of growth in our relationship. I would speak to Charlie saying something that was truthful, but it would be not very (laughs) Yeah.
1: So the second is trust. Uh, We've talked about it before, all of our relationships, including those in our community groups, need to feel like a safe place for people. If people feel like they can come to us with their questions and problems and we're not going to judge them harshly, but instead speak the truth in love and give them the time and space they need to talk, then they can learn to do the same in their relationships. And trusting each other in these relationships helps us work through conflict well. The
0: third is patience. God wants us to know that things can take longer than we may want them to. But during that time, he uses all the difficulties to shape us. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Charlie prayed for years for me to come to know Christ, but it happened in God's timing, not his. And he learned lots of things and he had to depend on the Lord during that time of waiting. And we're still in the process of patient building. I have a little less patience than he does. But don't be afraid in your groups to pray expectantly, but rest in God's timing. Yeah.
1: And a fourth is transparency. Uh, why would we share our own story with you? Well, 1 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about his thorns in the flesh, and he says that he'd rather speak about his weaknesses. And that's different than the way I was taught to think, you know, as a man, you know, of pride and outlook in life, such proud, pride. <clears throat> but once we started to share our story of failure and God's transforming work, through it, it became obvious to me that 2 Corinthians is really true. If, I, if all I do is tell people how great I am in relationships, Never say how awful I really am at my core. I'm like the Pharisees. But once people hear about your struggles and how God has worked through them, God gets credit for what he's done that we could never do. As leaders, our transparency shows a humility to admit our weaknesses and opens up the doors for others to share theirs.
0: So as we go into this trimester, may we use our relationship with the Lord and with each other to point one another to Christ.
1: So... Any questions?
2: <laughs> I'm just amazed. Well, most, you most I know you two do a lot with marriage, marriage <laughs> classes, but as you're going through this, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not married. But then we think I thought about it. It's like this can be applied to any kind of relationship. Yes, uh, yep. your, your family, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, or friend, yeah, any relationship. So, and the verses you put up there, in the scripture, you know, some of my favorite. Yeah. I love those.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, marriage is just like the ultimate spot where you don't get to run away from it. You know? You can, <laughs> yeah, you know? Sure. Yeah. Other oh, conflict, yeah. i yeah. well, you know, across people who are just afraid of conflict.
2: They don't want conflict. And there's going to be conflict. Yeah. It's, the thing is, how you respond to it. That's what's going to, you know. So, I, for me, in my past experiences, yeah. I found. If I have a problem or something with somebody else, I'm gonna to go to them directly. Yeah. I know people who go sh- behind their backs. They're not. They do right. You know, the problem's not with them. Right. But I, you know, this is something you learn as you grow older. <laughs> but I was that way in my teens th- and twenties. <laughs> and then it would get around course and then they would be even worse. Yeah. Wow. So now I'm just going go directly to that person and say, you don't have to know what I'm thinking, because I'm going to tell you, you know, in a nice way, <laughs> you know what Speak I mean? Speak the truth and love, that's right. the best way to resolve, and some of the relationships that were the hardest, and up best friends, you know, it was that struggle, we fought that. I go to. Just for example, and then I'll shut up. <laughs> but I have a co-worker, he and I worked together on this machine, and he would say some very hurtful things. He's like kind of like he's like this is the way it is. This is the way I want it. And I'm like, you know, we work differently. So I get, I, I say, tell so, you know everybody works differently. Oh, and I go, oh, I know you're you're the best worker in the whole e. U.S. <laughs> Postal Service, right? But finally we finally came to a resolution, and now he's like, all right. We'll, I owe you a, a birthday breakfast. So we meet for, <laughs> we're like the best of friends. He invited me to his um, his uh, girl's baby shower. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we're mm-hmm. like, this now. And then that was a hard relationship. And yeah. that was like, turned out one of the, yeah. the best, you know, good friend. So I, I just want, you know, unless yeah. you learn as you get older.
0: I guess. Yeah. There's a part in the art of marriage where they talk about conflict and um, one of the things that the, the guy says is you have to just like go through it to get to the other side because health is on the other side and it's yeah. it's just so So tricky. you went through
1: it in a kind way you mm-hmm. got it you you allowed the conversation to take place right it took to a while
2: but we, we and right. then and then he resigned and moved to walmart <coughs> <laughs> and call, and I owe you a breakfast. <laughs> so, cool. you know, so it's still, you know our friendship is still going. Yeah. Cool.
1: So. Anything else? I've got one. So we're in our group. We're trying to get past the surface. And I think this, is, this resonates with a lot of groups when I talk to people. And maybe they don't make it a focus, but we've actually decided to make it a focus for this trimester moving forward. How do you raise those, I guess, pieces of transparency while maintaining that love in a way where you care for people that they might need that push to hear, but they don't want to hear, like you're not making this a priority or we're worried about these things or whatever it might be.
2: Or I think like those that are actively avoiding conflict where we,
0: where you kind of need that conflict for growth.
1: Right, yeah. right. Any, any advice? Well, yeah. Something?
0: No, I'm just I'm thinking. I'm thinking in our in our past group, like yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple yeah, so, times it
1: was one on one. You know, the, the transparency on our part opens up those other people to be able to hear what you have to say. So sure. if you've done that already, then you probably have earned the audience for them. You know, but you do it like one on one, a couple to couple, something in this much smaller area than your your meeting time. Mm. So but, you know, you, you just you know, speak truth and love to them, you know, make sure they know that they know you love them. How long have they been in group? You know, or is it their first trimester? It might not be the time to <laughs> go hard. But if they've been in group, even maybe co-leader, you know. You've had to deal with co-leaders and they've had to deal with us, you know. So you know, none of us are perfect, but we we do. You 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 go in. Like Jesus entered the conflict, right? And he's our example. And so yeah, it's it's not easy, uh, and I think it's so common for groups to just come together, yeah, that was a great meeting, and go home, and you're sitting there thinking, that was not a great meeting, because this thing <laughs> happened, right. right? And so, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pray, you know, pray, pray yeah. for that person, uh, ask the questions, don't, maybe not. don't charge in with, here's what I see that you need to work on, but... Can you tell me more about you know, why you said this or why this is happening? And I don't know if that's helpful, but it's it's patience too, you know, and loving them over long periods of time.
2: We had a situation this past year where we had to talk to husband. I had to talk to somebody who was a conflict of the who was bleeding terribly into the group. And so we did speak one-on-one with this party And um, the the comment initially was, well maybe I should just not come to this group at all. And it was just a reminder that no, 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 that's not the answer. God put us together. God gave you to us and he gave us to you and he wants us to work through this together. So just that understanding that you're vital to this group we need you here but we need to grow together as well we need to yeah. you know keep yeah. our focus on him we want you here it will be the same without you yeah this is where you belong and and, and we, we, we we want you we need you you belong with us yeah and you need us too yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Grow, going running away from conflict is never healthy yeah never good for a person yeah
2: there's a conflict at they hope helps me is to add a little humor to kind of break up the, the tension but yeah. like we'll be caught talking it's all women all girls so we, you know how women like to talk <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know someone will say something and I go or they'll do have done something or said something' and you, go, you know I'm, I'm gonna tell you something and this is because I love you <laughs> <laughs> like and you know so then every kind of laugh and say well, you know, I get the idea. But a little humor helps me a
0: lot. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a tough situation though. We've we've Charlotte's had uh we had a couple couples in our group that he's gonna I mean, be like, sit down with them. And, and it ended up being I mean, it ended up being fine, but it's not an easy thing. So lots of prayer, lots of lots of asking God for wisdom mm-hmm. and timing and you know, the
1: words that you say. Matthew 7, you know, the take the log out of your eye. And I'm praying through that all the time. You know, God, I know I'm going in with a... I got lots of specks and some pretty chunk, big chunks of wood in here that I'm going to a person and I'm trying to help them see something and I'm not even seeing it straight, right? So I'm asking questions, saying, help me understand where you're coming from here, you know? Anything else before ice cream? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Thanks for sharing. Good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming. I love it. I want you (laughs) to let (laughs) it know.
1: That's the whole idea.